Hey, welcome to this bonus podcast. Really excited today to be talking about tithing, answering some questions about tithing. Um, we yesterday, I'm recording this on a Monday, yesterday we closed out our dollars and cents series and it was about choice, specifically making the choice to be generous and uh, how God teaches us, how the Bible teaches us that we can be generous with our money. And so uh, we kind of ended up talking about tithing, kind of got to tithing and a lot of questions were asked afterwards and we just love that so many people are, are wondering and seeking and, and trying to, to live their lives the way that, that God is, uh, is leading them to live them. So we wanted to hop on here, and I say we, I mean a couple of the pastors. I have Katie here, Pastor Katie here with me. She's our next-gen and creative pastor. Say hey, Katie. Hey. And then I've got Pastor Joe, who's our South Louisville pastor. Say hey, Joe. Hey. And uh, so we just wanted to hop on here and just continue the conversation a little bit about tithing specifically for people who are trying to understand it a little better, uh, who are wrestling. I know so many people, as we were talking about it, were wrestling, doing the math in their heads. And, um, and so we're going to talk about that a little bit and answer some of the, the most popular questions that we got over the last few days as we've talked about it. So, Katie, I want you to go to first um, because I want you to share your story, uh, your tithing story, because you had to make a choice. You know, we talked yesterday about how the apostle Paul said, uh, you must decide. And there came a point where you decided that you were going to tithe a little different than my story because I was raised in a preacher's home. So we were, you know, we were taught to tithe from the moment we got an allowance. So, um, I, yes, I do it as an adult because I choose to, but it was also kind of ingrained in me as a child. So it seemed a little easier at least, but that was not your story. Uh, As an adult, you had to make a decision and I'd love to hear about that. Uh, yes. So, I can't remember how long ago it was, but I probably have been following Jesus probably a couple of years at this point. And I had grown up in a home that was extremely generous. Um, so giving wasn't necessarily something that was difficult for me, but the idea of tithing this first uh, 10%, which we'll talk about a little bit more, but um, was something that God started putting on my heart. And at the time we were one income. I was a stay at home mom. Um, my husband, Brad, was um, the financial provider. And so for me to like bring it up to him was a little scary. So where was he at spiritually? Uh, at uh, he had probably just got saved maybe like six months before um, and started really following Jesus then. And so but at the time I was in charge of paying all the bills. So I just kind of started tithing because God um, put it on my heart to do that. And through that, I started praying about it a lot. Um, just for God to kind of change Brad's heart as well. I believe it was after we did like a Imagine campaign where you challenged people, kind of the same situation, challenged people to make the choice. But then we did Financial Peace University and Brad was like, okay, I feel like we need to tithe. And I was like, Oh, we already we are. already have. <laughs> so, so you started tithing before FPU. Yes. But then yes. during FPU, you guys agreed yes, to actually yes. you, you FPU, stopped hiding your tithe. Yeah, FPU was something that got us on the same page financially in a lot of areas, but that was one of them where he was like, "I think we need to start tithing." And I was like, "Oh, by the way, uh, we are." So, yeah. Can you remember awesome. back to the the first couple of checks or the first couple of texts or however it is that you give? Like, where were you guys at financially? I mean, I'm assuming it was a big step of faith. I'm assuming it was a stretch. Like, can you remember? Yes, I was actually pregnant with our second daughter. And um, like I said, living on one income, which this one was planned. The first pregnancy wasn't. Like, we got married and immediately got pregnant. And so just, we were just stretched financially. And I just could not understand how I could give anything at that point. Yeah. Um, 
And but then once I started taking the step to tie the 10%, like Brad got a promotion and um, he ended up like getting a company truck and just different things like and like other random bills started going down. And so just got to like immediately see um, God grow the 90%. Yep. And we were able to do way more with 90% than we ever did holding on to the 100%. Um, but yeah, it was just like, it was an extremely difficult decision, but, um, have, has seen God bless that ever since. So one more question. So when you were making that decision in secret without your husband knowing (laughs) to give 10%, did you have to choose not to pay some other bills? Like, were you able to do the math and come up with 10% or did you have to give 10% knowing that some other things were not going to be handled because you're, you you didn't actually, you had more than a hundred percent worth of expense. Oh, we had way more than a hundred percent worth of expense. Like after the financial piece, we're like, okay, we are living above what we need to be on. But, um, I started out using checks and we're like, okay, I got to make sure this clears. Right. Um, for any of our (laughs) younger audience out there, checks are (laughs) pieces of paper that have numbers on them. And you write, you write what you want that, check to be worth and then the bank then takes those and they have value just yeah. for anybody <laughs> just who's for anybody who doesn't know yeah that's right. Yeah, that's right right multiple days for yeah. it to clear we, so i'm sorry um, go ahead. yeah but honestly the electronic giving was way more convenient and so we started i started doing that um just like as soon as brad got paid figuring out 10 percent and just sending it off and then um, I would sit there and watch and be like, okay, is there something that we need to give up? But I don't ever feel like there was a time where I felt like we didn't have enough. Uh-huh. Um, even though I was taking the step before I figured out the budget, right? which is probably uh-huh. not the smartest way to do it, but it, you know, God is uh, faithful. So awesome. Yeah. Okay. Joe, I want to hear your story. Pastor Joe, um, when did you make the choice? When did you decide, like the apostle Paul said, you must decide when did you decide to start tithing and how did that happen? Well, I think for me, just thinking back, I would, I had um, in my early twenties started attending a church. Kind of had like a, a, a crisis in my life and needed needed some peace. And you know that ultimately led me to a relationship with Jesus. And I was in a church that really taught a lot, like every week an offering or giving and tithing. And it was something like it was kind of like this is what you did, this is what you did not a lot of teaching behind it and so i kind of started tithing before i really knew what it was uh it was more so of like oh you just do this because you go to church it was like tithing peer pressure right well it, not even pressure just yeah i guess you know you're like oh this is just what this everybody, is what everybody doing, does so, it wasn't yeah. like none of the none of the promises or the benefits or the or the understanding of god's principle but more so like oh you attend right here comes a bucket gotcha and um and I think, you know, Karen and I, as we, when we got married, my wife and I got married, you know, it was just something that we sat down and talked about and she's a pastor's kid. And it was very much of like, this is something we do. And I think for me, the biggest faithfulness of this season in, in tithing in my life has been no matter what our income has been up, down, increase, uh-huh. decrease, it's always been God first it, it, God first. Like this is where we're always going to put 10% aside. And uh, kind of to speak to what Pastor Katie said is like, I, we never do our budget with looking at the numbers. We always just figure that number out first. Cause right. I've, I, I've come to a point where I'm like, I, it's something that we do. Like we're always going to tithe. Um, and even more so now it's like in the season of life where I'm right now, my wife isn't working and it'd been so easy to be like, Oh, we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I always say this is like, I can't afford not to. So you grew up, you grew up loosely Catholic. Correct. And so like, can you remember 
just how was it disorienting or like confusing when they started talking about someone giving 10% of their income? Cause you didn't grow up around this at all. Right. Like, do you remember what some of your first thoughts were about it or like as far as giving at church, I remember as a kid, my dad getting envelopes and saying, Hey, here's what you owe for the year. We'll see you next week and hope we'll have your envelope. And for me, as you know, as a young adult, I really never kind of grasped the concept. Like, what do you mean you have to give? But then I thought of it very analytically. Like, oh, there's light bills. There's mm-hmm. heat bills. There's a building. It was never thought of like, God wants to bless me through my finances. And by honoring him with my first, there's promises that come along with that. And so it, it took a long time of just, I literally think I, I, I started tithing because I did not know what it was. I was just told to do it. Yeah. And now as I get older, and especially now that we're having conversations with tithing, it's been great to say, no, listen, here's the benefits of like putting God first and even having conversations with people of uh, the uh, tithe challenge that we're doing, the, thir- the, the three-month tithe challenge. And it's like just because you put God's first in your finances doesn't mean that you're going to get tenfold back money. Right. And you're, you know, it's not going to, I mean, I remember a sermon where one of the, one of the guys, the pastor, not the lead pastor, one of the guys that was speaking, he brought a wheelbarrow out, took a snow shovel and was throwing corn everywhere, uh-huh. corn seeds. Like if you give a little, he was like a yeah. teaspoon, but then he took a snow shovel and threw it everywhere. That's not, I'm preaching that next week. <laughs> just gave it away. I'm kidding. <laughs> but it was kind of like, oh yeah, we get that. Like that's what it, that's what it was. But then also there's so many other benefits of like, man, God offers protection. God, this is God honoring. Yeah. And like, it's just a faithful way to keep, you know, keep God tangible in your life. Yeah. So. My, I heard my brother, he said actually the other day, um, he said, you know, when you hear about tithing or the idea of a percentage giving, it feels like maybe God's asking too much or, you know, it's disorienting. But if you look at your budget, you have all kinds of percentage giving, Absolutely. whether you think about it or not, like you have a recurring mortgage or rent, like that's a percentage of your giving. Your cell phone bill is probably the same every month. That's a percentage of your giving. You know, you probably spend about the same at groceries. So like they're the categories of our budget, like it's 14%, 22%, 30%. But maybe we don't think of it in that terms, but then God shows up in the Bible and, and says not just the 10th, but the first 10th. And, uh, and sometimes when we're not familiar with it, and that's really our heart. The reason we teach on it, the reason we do podcasts like this is because we're not trying to convince the cynic to see it our way. We're not trying to talk somebody looking for a loophole into not looking for a loophole. We really want to try to help people who are hungry to experience everything God has for them to take this step. Because in my experience, pastoring 15 years, walking with people, the last and hardest thing to give to God is your bank account. I would say your wallet, but I don't know if we carry wallets. We used to say checkbooks, but we don't carry those anymore. But just in general, it's just like your finances, the last... um, in my experience, it's usually a past hurt or forgiveness that's the hardest to let go of or uh, and your bank account or your money. And so I love your stories, both of you, because you you had to make a decision. And Andrea and I over the years have made a decision as well. Um, but again, it was kind of ingrained in us. We both grew up in homes where you tithed and we're excited about passing that on to, to our kids. So um, what were some of the big questions that we have been asked and conversations that we've been had? Because maybe you're listening to this and you would say, um, I'm interested in it. I've got, I've got some questions. I guess the first thing we should talk about, and I'm not trying to be silly, like this is a legitimate question, is how do you figure out 10%? Mm-hmm. And you right. know, for people who aren't great at math, like somebody asked us yesterday, like, what is 10%? How do you figure out 10%? 
And so, um, Katie, we're going to throw this to you because you yes. taught middle school math. Let's go. Before this job, you were a middle school math teacher. So we're putting you on the spot. Katie, how do you figure out 10%? Okay. So 10% uh, is actually super simple because I probably because God needed us needed to be that way. But <laughs> um, so uh, your income, you actually just move the decimal place. So say you're biweekly, you make $1,200, you move the decimal over to the left once and you give 120. So you knock off the last number. Lock, knock off the so last number. So if you have 100, yep. 10% is 10. If you yep. have 1,000, 10% is 100. Yeah. If you have 2,500, 10% is 250. Yeah. Knocking off the last number. Yeah. Actually, because I grew up in a, like a preacher's house, like church family, I actually was always really good at mental math because I was taught 10% really early. Yeah. <laughs> so I would make 10% the starting point for all mental math yeah. and then I would work my way there. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that is a question that we have been asked and I think it's really important. I'm really excited about a lot of the students, Katie, mm -hmm. from our student ministry impact that are taking this challenge and, yeah. and asking those questions. Yeah, we a couple students ask a bunch of questions. That's so awesome. um, another question we get is, do I tithe before tax or after tax? And I've actually been asked this question a lot. And the answer I always give is, you know, God is not religious about it. Mm -hmm. We are not religious about it. My advice is always do the easiest thing. And God's honest truth, I don't even know what I make before tax. Like <laughs> I would have to go find a pay stub and figure it out. I'm sure the information's out there somewhere. But so Andrea and I have always paid after tax. Like we look at what's deposited into our bank account or what's on the paycheck and then we tithe. And then in those years where we're, you know, able to get a little tax return, we try not to get a big one, but when, whenever we get one, then we tithe on that as well. And so we just believe that the Bible teaches on everything that comes in. And so that's everything. That's, you know, uh, a bonus, uh, <clears throat> a uh, inheritance, a uh, uh, child support check, a social security check. Uh, again, not because, because God is trying to be a stickler or religious about it, but we believe that everything that we have mm. comes from God. And so we want to bring back to him the first 10%. And it's not just 10%, it's the first 10%. We want to start our budget with that because... I don't know if you guys are this way. I know I'm this way. If I ever wait until it's left over to give it, mm -hmm. it's never left over. Right. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's never left over. Um, so what are some other questions that we get a lot about tithing that we can clear up for some people? Well, I do know that Pastor Joe had a question about what blessing would look like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it says, you know, you will be blessed. Um, you know, if you give 10%, God will bless you. Um, so I know that someone specifically asked you that question. Pastor okay, Joe. so I want, let me jump in before Pastor Joe, because I love that you said that. Here's a clarifier. So we said yesterday in the message and I always say that this is not a requirement. Yeah. This is not uh, a heaven or hell issue. This is not a salvation issue that there are going to be all kinds of people. If statistics are true, there's going to be like 75 to 80% of people in heaven who don't tithe. So um, this is not a salvation issue. So when we say blessing, you're blessed because you give, what we're not saying is that people who don't give don't experience any blessing. Right. Because the Old Testament was required, New Testament not required. The blessing in the New Testament is Jesus. So if you have given your heart to Christ, if you have faith in Jesus and you have committed your life to him, your hope is in him, like you experience, Ephesians tells us, every blessing mm. in the heavenly realms. Yep. What we're talking about when we say blessing, Malachi 3.10 is a famous one, that God will open up the windows of heaven and bless you. What we're talking about is specifically in the areas of our life that we give to God, we experience 
assistance, supernatural assistance, unexplainable things in our life, not because he's a genie or not because it's magic, but because there, there are blessings because we've trusted God in this area. And so I just want to make sure you hear that, that we're not saying that, you know, a lot of times people talk about blessing and cursing, depending on what kind of church you were growing up, you grew up in. What we're not saying is if you're not tithing, your cars are all going to break down. You know, right. your, your houses are going to lose value. That's not what we're saying because the greatest blessing we can ever experience is Jesus Amen. and he's a good father and every good gift comes from him. But the Bible does talk about blessings that come to people who, you know, Proverbs 3, 9 talks about give to God first your best and, you know, blessings overflow in your life. Malachi opens the doors of heaven. So in that realm of blessing, because of trusting God and giving pastor Joe, um, describe blessing a little bit. What does that mean? What do we mean when we say that? Well, I think one of the first things, and you you made this point, is that for you to to uh, know what you have, you got to know what you have, right? And so you know where your blessings come from. I think one thing is as you decide to make the decision to tithe, like you have to have a budget. Mm-hmm. So like you get blessed with knowledge of what God has given you. I mean, yep. it re- I mean to be very practical. If you don't keep up on your finances, like you said, if I wait till the end of the month to to, to tithe it may not be there. And so one of the things that spiritual discipline is, is that it gives you knowledge. Uh, and then other things, I mean, honestly, um, just thinking through as, as I stay more attached and more connected to God, the more I realize how he is in my life, how he's more. So when do, when things do come in, Oh, that was coincidence. Oh, that's lucky. No, that's Mm -hmm. the Lord blessing me. Yeah. That's the Lord blessing me. You know, that, that it's more, yeah, it's actually recognize them. It's like the Bible says where your, where your heart is, where your treasure is. So like, Hey man, I'm putting my, my heart into this. So you're going to see blessings through that. And you're going to be able to honor God and know that he's got his hand on me. So you don't have to wonder where it's coming from. Yeah. I think one of the greatest blessings that we get from generosity is, is joy. Yeah. There's a joy that comes from giving and seeing what God does with generosity that, is is incredible blessing that non-generous people don't get to experience. I think peace, when you give to God first and you trust that all of your bank account is belongs to him, because that's one of the things tithing is, is tithing is is an act of worship to mm. God saying, this not just 10% belongs to you, but all 100 belongs to you. I'm just giving the first 10 because that's what, you know, you, you the principle that he taught uh, us in the Bible. But there's a real peace that comes from knowing that like God's got this. Yeah. Mm. God's got my back. So I think joy and peace, I think contentment, you know, one of the biggest hurdles in tithing is feeling like I need to hold out because there's more that I want, more than I need to do. But I also don't want to act like there's not also financial blessings. And so what we're not saying is that you're going to check the mail and there's going to be like a, you know, a, a lost relative that sends you a million dollar check. That's not what we're saying. But I firmly believe and have experienced and, and have walked with so many people who just have those stories of like, I started tithing and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, what do you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, my bank, my, my, uh, my bank said they overcharged me for something and sent me a check for $71 or, <laughs> you know, my boss wanted to talk to me about a career change and moving into this or doors opening or whatever it is. And that should not strike us as odd or strange right. because the Bible says, that's what he'll do. Mm-hmm. When we trust him, he will open. And he said, test me and put me to the test. And when people do this, those are the types of things that happen. And I guess, you know, whenever anybody asks me about it or not that they want to debate with me about it, we don't really deal with a lot of that, but 
even with all the explanations and all the answers and all that stuff, here, here's what I always say, and I think it's maybe a good way for us to end this, is that I've never met and I do not know a person who tithes who wishes that they didn't. Yeah. Never. I've never met somebody who's like, man, you know, yeah, I tithe because my church told me to, but it's a ripoff and I wish I didn't have to. Or, mm-hmm. man, if I could stop, I would. Or, well, we said yesterday, if you want to stop, stop. You know, right. it's not required. Yeah. But every person I know who has made the decision to tithe and has stuck with it, they're glad they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a valuable principle in life. Find somebody who's where you want to be and ask them, what did you do to get there? And in my life, spiritually speaking, when I see people who are spiritually where I want to get to, every single time, tithing and generosity is a part of, of their story. Okay. So anything you guys would add, we, we got people listening to this who are on the fence or thinking about it, or maybe they've already started you guys have been there. You've done this. You've, 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 you've made the step and made the decision. Anything else you want to add? Mm-hmm. The only thing that I would say is that the, one of the biggest blessings for me is just growing your faith. Like it is a step of obedience to say, I am going to put you first God and let the control over to you. And any step of obedience like that just digs you deeper into your faith. So if you're, like you said, looking at someone, you're like, where they are in their faith, that's where you want to be. I would say like 99% of the time, it's because they have put God first in their finances and has not only seen God change them on the outside, like blessings that way, but like change your heart. Like it just changes your heart when you um, take that step of obedience. Because faith is a muscle. Yep. You know, the Mm -hmm. more you use it, the bigger it gets. Yep. And the more God challenges you to... To do, yeah. to do more, not yeah. because he needs us to do more, but because he has more for us, Yeah, you know, which is a big thing. We always try to say that around here is like, God does not want anything from you. He wants something for you. Right. And if you ever really believe that, like you're, you'll, you're in, you know, you'll, you'll sign up for it. Joe, you got anything you want to close out with, man? I just think that one of the conversations I had this past week, it was, it was really awesome because it was a, a husband that was trying to make a decision and his, his wife was kind of on the fence and that this is a great opportunity for them to spend the next three months as they do this tithe challenge and have spiritual conversations. Like we're giving God our first 10%. Let's see what he's doing. And they get to have it. And so where we're going back to that Malachi 310, it's like, test me on it. This is a great place to grow your faith and have like, God, we're expecting you to show up and we're going to, we're going to take a step of faith and then we're going to just trust you to show up. And it's a great place to have tangible investment. Like, are you praying more? I don't know. Is he hearing my prayers? But you see that 10% that you take out, you give it yeah. to God and then wait on him to show up. And then it's just a great, I think a great, one of the great first steps of faith that you make. It's like, trust Jesus. Okay. Let's, let's try this next. And you'll yeah. get an opportunity to see you grow in your faith in that way. Yeah. God does not want your money. God wants your heart. But if you ever yeah. get your heart, he's going to get that money. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like it's going to happen because yeah. we care about it. We're past our, we are emotionally invested in our money. Yeah. It keeps us up at night. It brings us joy. You know, we worry about it. We celebrate it. And if it's that important to us and it is, then it's important to God. And he's going to challenge us to surrender our lives, all areas of our life. Mm-hmm. So why would he avoid the financial part? And, uh, and so he's after your heart and, and if he ever gets your heart, it'll change everything about you. So we're praying for you guys. We love you. We love getting to be your pastors and your leaders. We would never, uh, try to teach you or ask you to go somewhere. We're not willing to go ourselves. We believe in this and we're excited to see what God's going to do for all those people who are taking the step.